What's up, Daw Nation? My name's Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to the Monday episode of Behind the Daw. And before we get into all of the content today, I just want to say that the votes are in and the votes are unanimous. These types of episodes where over the course of the month, I am going to read a book, a book that is super hyper valuable to you as a music producer. And each week, I'm going to break down the value that I find in those books and show you how to apply that value to your music production career and just to your life in general. It's in. These types of episodes are going to keep coming. I have gotten so much feedback from this. I mean, anything from Instagram DMs to, to emails to comments below on the episodes to, to just, you know, messages to everything like that. It's just crazy the amount of support that we've gotten from this. I'm serious. I've gotten like over 200 people personally reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, you need to keep doing this. This is amazing. We love the last episode. And I'm just saying, if you love the last episode, you're going to be blown away by this episode. Okay. So yes, Don Nation, these types of episodes, they're in. They're here to stay. Day, and you are going to keep getting more and more and more value out of Behind the Dollar, right? So really quick, before we get into the episode today, there's one more thing that I wanted to implement into these type of episodes to even bring you more value, okay? Because I'm just I'm just all about just keeping the value coming to you guys, you know, keeping the experience coming to you guys where you just love coming to Behind the Dollar. Every time you come here, you're just like, oh, this is so great. Oh, there's just so much goodness here, okay? There's one more thing that I want to implement into the donation, okay? So what I'm going to start doing is that each week I am going to do a donation weekly citizenship award, all right? Which basically means this. Over the course of the week, I keep my ear to the ground. You know, I keep my eyes peeled for people that are doing amazing things for in the DAW, behind the DAW, DAW Nation. You know, that could be like leaving a really, really great comment on a video or on a podcast episode. Maybe it is a really, really great DM that is being sent to me. Maybe it's an Instagram story. Maybe it's leaving a review on iTunes for the podcast. You know, it could be a lot of different things like this, okay? Maybe it's someone signing up for the school base. They send me a DM and they talk about how their amazing experiences they have going on with that and everything. But for the people that do that and they kind of go above and beyond the call of duty, I'm going to reward them, which each week we're going to do the Donation Weekly Award. And basically when this happens, if you win the award, you get one of two things. You can choose between these two, two awards, so to say. One of them is that you can get a free private lesson, a free one hour private lesson. You know, it could be uh, centered around like social media marketing. It could be around sound design, music production, you know, strategically crafting your music career could be a lot of different things. You know, it could, it could be any of those things, but it's basically just, it's a free private lesson for me. And the second option for a reward is that you get the chance to come on one episode of In the Daw or Behind the Daw uh, and interview a huge music producer, music industry expert, someone of like that with me. So you can come on and meet some, one of our guests that we have on the show. So now I'm going to be giving away these awards literally every single week. So if you listen to an episode and it really resonates with you, now is the best time ever to go and show the love. Comment below, subscribe, send me an Instagram, DM, tag me in an Instagram story, leave a review on iTunes, you know, just something like that to really, really catch my attention. And whoever does like the most amazing thing throughout the week, they will win the Daw Nation Weekly Citizen Award. And by the way, you can win this award multiple times. In fact, if you do, I'm going to be keeping track. But if you do win it multiple times at the end of the year, I'm going to pick the person that is that, that has won the Daw Nation Weekly Citizen Award the most. And then you are going to get the Daw Nation Medal of Honor. And the Medal of Honor means that you get all the courses that we have released that year for free. So Donation, hopefully I've I've enticed you to, you know, to leave me a comment, to send me a DM, to tag me in an Instagram story, to leave a review on iTunes, something of that nature, you know, to really, really get my attention, to send me an email, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. And if you really catch my attention, you really go above and beyond, you know, reaching out and really helping Donation grow, then I'm going to reward you. All right. So for that, with that being said, and for this week, we already have the winner. All right. The winner for this week for the Donation Weekly Citizen Award is Cameron 
Ricci, I believe is how you say your last name. It's either Ricci or Ricci, but he left a review on the Facebook page. And, and what he said was this, quote, as someone that works all the time, I'm constantly looking for ways to still be working towards my music career. And this is it. There is so much technical knowledge and motivation in this podcast that will benefit everyone's music, no matter the direction. Cameron, you're freaking awesome. You've won the award. Hit me up in any uh, fashion that you see fit, whether email or DM or, or however you want to go about it. And, we'll, and you can have one of those two awards. Either it's a private lesson or you can come on an episode within the DAW or behind the DAW. So, but now that we got that all out of the way, DAW Nation, let's get to the content that you came here for, which is we are going to wrap up this month with going over the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. And, I'm, and I've got some really, really good concepts that we're going to be talking about today that is going to be focused around how you can keep growing in the music industry in your career, in your life, to find more happiness, more success, more growth, all these things, okay? There's going to be three main topics that we're gonna be talking about today. There's going to be three main topics that we're gonna be talking about today, and each one of them, they, they, they could be an episode in and of themselves. I'm going to do my best to show how to apply it into your career, into your life. First concept that we're gonna start off with is this concept that there is no shortage of success. Okay, I'm gonna ask you a question, Don Nation. I'm sure this has happened to you. I'm sure this happens to you probably frequently, but when was the last time that you saw someone else succeed? Okay, maybe they got on a Spotify playlist. Maybe they signed with the label. Maybe they collaborated with someone that you wanted to or got that show that you wanted to, to do. Maybe they're opening for people. Maybe they're touring by now. Maybe they're, you know, just getting all this success that you wish you had and you feel like you're being left in the dust. And there's this feeling that comes from that, like this resentment, this sadness, this, oh my gosh, I'm not good enough. You know, me and this person start at the same time and they're seeing more success than me. Ah, what have I done wrong? I'm stupid and I'm an idiot. I'm not supposed to be doing this. You know, when was the last time that something like that happened to you. Now, I want us to examine this feeling a little bit more, and I want to figure out where this comes from. And so where I think it comes from is actually, you know, I think it comes from a a few different places, but I think probably the main force of where this feeling comes from is something that is taught inside of our culture. Our culture, and it's, and by the way, this is like, this is like a human culture. I actually don't know any culture that doesn't teach this, but it's, it's a culture of shortage. It's, it's a culture of limitation. And by the way, it's raining like crazy right right now. It's like it's like 1.13 in the morning right now, guys. I wanted to get this done for you. You know, the, take massive action, just like this book says. So just know that I'm up at one o'clock in the morning, you know, way before this episode comes out so that, you know, we can put this episode out for you. But basically, really, I'll get back to what we're talking about. We've grown up in a culture, a human culture of limitation. It's a limit. It's a limitation mentality. We believe that things are limited. And for the most part, there's a lot of things that are limited, right? So like resources are limited, right? There's There's only X amount of food in the world unless we create more. There's only X amount of houses on the block unless we build more, so to say, right? Limited amount of time, so on and so forth. With that mentality, we've also transferred that, that mentality over to the concept of success. We believe that if someone succeeds, if one of our friends succeeds in an area that we want to succeed in, but we don't succeed in, our limited mentality kicks in. And so when this happens, we start, you know, we start going through these processes in our mind. Oh, I'm not good enough to make it in the music industry. I'm not good enough to collaborate with so-and-so. I'm not good enough to, to be able to, you know, put out my music and make a living off of it. I'm not good enough to play that, that, that show over there. I'm not good enough to, you know, fill in the blanks. You see what I'm saying? I want to start breaking down those arguments, you know, piece by piece and actually showing why those actually don't logically make sense at all and why there is absolutely no shortage of success. And there is no shortage of success. Every single person in this world could be massively successful and there would still be more than enough 
enough room for all of us to succeed. So I want you to challenge throughout the, the, the course of this episode, I want you to challenge that thought that you have inside of your mind that there is a limitation of success. You know, there's not enough room for everyone to succeed. Okay, because it's absolutely asinine. So the first thing that I want to talk about is this. There is not enough people to listen to my music. This is a very common argument that I hear all the time. There's just not enough people to listen to my music, right? Maybe you maybe you make a, a certain type of music that's very popular. And you're like, oh, the, everyone already listens to my, to that type of music. They already have all their favorite artists. There's no room for me. Or maybe you're on the other end where like, I just make this music that's so weird and out of the box and, and so left field that there's no one that's going to like it, okay? The fact of the matter is, is that both of those standpoints are absolutely false. So you actually cannot make the same product. So let's let's go with the first argument. You cannot make the same product as everyone else. Okay. So let's say that your favorite type of music, the music that you want to create, but you feel like there's just too many people doing it. Let's say it's like future bass. I know that I know the trends are definitely coming down off future bass, but definitely is not popular as it was, you know, a couple years ago. But let's say that's something that you really, really resonates with you. There's just something about future bass that you just absolutely love. If that is true, then you know you're like, oh, but yeah, yeah people like said the sky, you got people like flume, you got the people, you know, so on and so forth. What am I going to do? I can't come in here. I'm just going to come in and just be like a regurgitated version of so-and-so. Well, the problem with that is that's not true. And the best, the best way I can think about it is this. Hopefully you're a Marvel fan. If you're not a Marvel fan, what the heck is going on? When was the last time that you watched a Marvel movie or read a Marvel comic and you're like, that's it. I'm done. I, I've had it. This is great. I've loved it. I, I had so many beautiful moments with this piece of art, but I'm done. That's it. I'm, I'm crossing out the line. I don't want any more. No more from Marvel. No more from this company. No from that. No, that's it. I'm done. When was the last time that happened? When was the last time that you listened to a song from one of your favorite producers and that type of music that you that, that you absolutely love? And you're like, man, this is great. I don't want any more. No more new artists. No more new songs from my favorite producer. No more. Just, just stop. Just no more. That's it. When was the last time that happened? Never. If you find a type of music that you really, really love, man, If the more of that type of music you can get, the better, right? We all know how hard it is to go on to Spotify and try and look for new music and how frustrating it is when we when we can't find it. Now, imagine if it wasn't like that. Imagine if there was if there was an abundant amount of that music where everywhere you went, it was not hard to find the type of music that you loved. In fact, when you have that type of mentality that you're just like, oh, they already have this artist and this artist, there's no room for me to come in and do that kind of stuff. You're actually punishing those people because those people are crying for more music, the type of music that they love. And then you're coming in, you're being like, ah, you know, but I, no, I don't want to do that. There's just too many people out there. There's not too many people out there doing it. There's not too many people out there doing it. We, as people that listen to music, we need you to come in and make that type of music because future bass, it may be off the trend right now. It may, it may not be the most important or trendy thing right now, but there are still people out there that are just diehards for that type of music. And they are just waiting to hear your interpretation of future bass, what you can do and what you can bring to the table. They're just waiting. They're dying for that kind of stuff. All right. Here's a really good example. I love AU5 type music, right? Like the morphing basses, the really complex melodies, like all that kind of stuff. And so one person could reasonably say, oh my gosh, there's already an AU5. There's already an AU5. I can't come in. I can't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I can come in and throw my special spice onto it, make something different, but he, he's, he's already doing, he doesn't want that. Are you kidding me? Me as an AU5 guy, if I could literally just like reach into the Spotify verse and find five new people that were similar to AU5. Now, obviously, they'll be different because they're creating their own things and throwing their own spices. If I could reach into the Spotify verse and grab those guys and pull them back out, dude, I would be the happiest guy in the world. Are you kidding me? Every single month, I knew that I was going to get more of the type of music that I wanted to. Oh my 
gosh, Donation. I'd be freaking out. So that is the first argument. There's there's too many people are doing this type of music and, and I don't want to keep, no, that's a terrible argument. It's a terrible argument and henceforth and forever. I do not want that to enter into your mind. There are too many people that would love it if you came in and did that, okay? Because they, they love that kind of music. They're diehards for it. There is more than plenty of room for you in that argument, okay? So now let's go on the other side of the argument. The other side of the argument is, oh, my music is too different. You know, there's there's no market for it. It's too experimental. It's too this, too that. I understand the logic that's going behind this. I do. I understand it. But I want you to know it's completely false. This was something that I struggled with for a really, really long time. Really, really long time. Not just with music, but just with like products and 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 even like mentalities and, and religion and, and all this kind of stuff. I just believe that like there's, there's just not enough people out there that would love this thing that I'm really, really into. And then... I got into marketing. And when I got into marketing, I realized how many people there really are out there. The logic is this behind it. If there's like a lot of people, the chances are that there is something out there that is so avant-garde, so left field that people will love shoots up dramatically. The more people that you put into the equation, the more likely there are going to be people out there who absolutely love this weird thing that's off to the left. And here's a really good example. We talked about this in the Behind the Dot episode that I did with... Clockwise and Vorso. I think it was like episode 22, 23, somewhere around there if you want to go check it out. But basically I said this and it really applied to me you know, when I was talking to Clockwise and Vorso because they make that type of music. They make the type of music that is not popular, that's very avant-garde, it's very left field, very experimental, right? And they keep saying, you know, like, I just feel like I'm afraid that there's not enough market out there. There's not enough people. I'm not going to be able to do what I want. I'm not going to be able to, you know, get the plays I need to, to go tour and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, okay, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Let me tell you something first. Do you know what a chicken coop is? And they both were like, what? What? And I was like, okay, so let me tell you what a chicken coop is. A chicken coop is basically a little, like it's, it's a little house for chickens, okay, that they have on farms. And they're like, what <laughs> What are you talking about, man? And I was like, okay, so we can admit right now that a chicken coop is not common knowledge. And first off, not very many people know what they are. And secondly, there's a very small amount of people who know what they are that would actually need one, right? And so you would think like, okay, that's a very niche left field weird product. There is this guy, he makes courses on how to make chicken coops. He doesn't sell chicken coops. He makes courses on how to make them. You don't know how much he makes a month? 20 grand. Like what? Are you kidding me? If someone that could come in and make a course on how to make chicken coops can make 20 grand a month, why can't you who makes music that is clear left field and experimental and weird and whatever you want to call it, not make a career off of that and not make a dang good living off of that. Man, even if you made a quarter of what that guy was making, you would still be completely 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 fine, right? You see where I'm going with this? Another Here's another really good example is that there is this guy. If you guys want me to get names, I can get names for you guys. So I'm not just like throwing statistics out there that I don't even know exist. No, I know these things exist. And so if you want me to, I can find these things. But there is this other guy who sells t-shirts. They're not even very good t-shirts. They're just, just like normal t-shirts to grandmothers inside of the United States. You want to know how much that guy makes? 15 grand a month. So if there is these guys that make super niche products, very, very, very super niche products and super niche industries, if these guys can do super niche things like this, why can't you with your music? The fact of the matter is, is that if you would have brought this argument, this argument that, you know, you're too left field, you're too experimental. If you would have brought this kind of thing up to me like 40 years ago, I wouldn't have been alive. So that, that that's stupid that you would do that. <laughs> if we were alive 40 years ago and you brought this up to me, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. But something has happened since then. And that thing that has happened 
is the internet. And because of the internet and because of the sheer amount of people that are on the earth, the probability that there is someone out there that would not only like your type of music, but absolutely just fall in love with it, like it's the greatest thing in the world, like they've been waiting their entire lives for something like this, is massively high especially when you're ta- creating a type of music that is already proven to work. It doesn't have to be the most it doesn't have to be the most trendy and popular music. It just has to know that there's an audience in the first place. For example, let's say that you make music like Clockwise Force and Frequent, like very off the grid sound design heavy, like halftime style stuff. You already know that exists because there's Clockwise and Vorso and Frequent and Copycat and all these kind of guys that are already making this type of stuff. So you already know it's there. If it doesn't matter what side of the argument that you live on, whether you're like there's too many people in the space that I'm trying to get into, or there's, I don't know if this space even exists that I'm trying to get into. It doesn't matter which side of the argument that you're on. I promise you, go for it. Do it. I've done so much marketing. I've seen the data. I've talked to the people who have super niche products and all that kind of stuff. And guess what? It freaking works. You want to know why? Because we have the internet. Oh, the internet's so good. Man, I'm only on like point two of the first concept. So hopefully that really resonated with you. But now let's go on down to the next thing inside that, you know, there is no shortage of success, which is that you feel bad when someone else succeeds. This is this is a horrible mindset to get in. You should be stoked when someone succeeds because whenever you see someone succeed inside of the music industry, that is a surefire sign that you can succeed. Okay. The only difference between them succeeding and you succeeding is that they just had a few extra ingredients that you didn't know you needed. But then success leaves clues. So you can go and dissect what that person did and then apply it to you next time. And guess what? Next time, the the chances that you're going to succeed just shoot through the roof. Okay. Again, because there's no shortage of success. If so-and-so got signed to a label that you wanted to get signed to in March, there's no reason why in April you couldn't get signed to them. If you know what to do, if you have the mindset, it's like, okay, there's no shortage of there's no shortage of success. I can try again. I can dissect what they did. You know, try try again next month and keep moving forward. So listen, whenever someone succeeds, don't feel bad. That's the worst thing to do. The best thing to do is be like, holy crap, they succeeded. This is great because success leaves clues. And if they succeeded, that means that I can succeed. Okay. So get that mindset in your in in your mind. There's one more concept I want to talk about with this first point, which is there is no shortage of success. This last concept is this. I hear this so much. And it frustrates me to no end, but I understand why people say it. It's because they don't have all the information, which is this phrase right here, quote, the market is too oversaturated, end quote. Oh my gosh, I can literally feel my immune system trying to get rid of that absolute garbage that just entered my mind. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Again, I understand why people say it because they don't have all the information, but I want you to understand that is one of the stupidest things I have ever heard in my entire life. And here's why. Of course, people say it's like, oh, the the, the dubstep market is just too oversaturated. There's too many people doing stuff. Oh, there's the future-based market is too oversaturated. There's too many people doing stuff. Oh, the, the mid-tempo is getting too oversaturated. There's too many people doing so on and so this this is a terrible, terrible argument. And the reason why is this is because that assumes that every single person that it was that is within that market is attaching to those people that are the main front of that market and there's no one left. There's just scraps that are left over. But from the points that I've made before that because there's literally so many people in the world that love that type of music and there is no shortage of success, this argument is terrible. It's absolutely horrible. In fact, I want you to think about it like this. Even if every single person in the world was into electronic music, 
In fact, let's let's make that even more extreme. Let's say that every single person in the world was into Tropical House, like a very niche subgenre within electronic music. Let's say that every single person in the world was into Tropical House. There would still be more than enough space inside of that genre to keep crushing it. Because guess what? The more the genre grows, the more it grows, which means the more room grows, which means the more potential for success grows. So the the concept of oversaturation is hysterical to me. That is That is just so, unbelievably what this makes no sense to me if a market is growing the market is growing here's a really good example within you know like the 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 e-learning space when you're creating courses or you know like you know if you're getting into like certain youtube channels or you're creating products or anything like that there there's the three biggest categories that are inside of there number one is wealth number two is health and number three is relationships and guess what? One could say, oh my gosh, that's oversaturated. I shouldn't be able to do anything inside of that. But because there's so many people in there, that means that there's so many opportunities for success in there. That's why they will never die out. Those things are so gigantic. There's so much room for someone to come in. Of course, the competition is high and you'd have to find a way to kind of stick out. That doesn't mean you can't come in and stick out. Does that make sense? Just because there's a lot of people doing it doesn't mean you can't come in and crush it. Donation, there is no shortage of success. There is no reason why you shouldn't go into the, the the type of music that you want to. There's no reason for you to have this limitation mentality, okay? There is more than enough room for you to come in. And when you start seeing other people succeed, that should be the sign. It's like, yes, this is so good because that means that there is room in there for you to come in and succeed yourself. Success leaves clues. Figure out what they did and you go do it because there's no shortage of success. There is room for everybody. There is no such thing as an oversaturated market because the more people that come into that market, the more chance there is for success. Yes. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? Okay, so that is the first main point of this episode. The second point that we're gonna get into into this episode is what Grant Cardone calls the amounts of action. Anytime there is an opportunity for you to take action, there is four different routes that you could take. And so we're gonna go on the hierarchy of them, starting at the lowest and working up to the highest, which is the most beautiful one. The first one at the bottom of the list is retreating. The next one is taking no action. The third one is taking average action. And the fourth one is taking massive action. So let's start with the first one, okay? Let's say that what we're applying right here is to you producing music, you producing music so that you can get better, you producing music so you can create the music that resonates with your soul, so on and so forth, right? So we're going to be talking about relating this to you making more music. All right, so imagination time. Let's say that we're walking down a path. And as we're walking down a path, you come to a sign and in front of this sign is, you know, four different paths that you can go down. But on the sign, it says, it's time to create music. It's time to get in the DAW and start producing music, right? But you have four different ways that you can go about it, okay? Let's start it with the worst one. The worst one is to retreat. And that is the mentality that you come in, you get to this crossroad and this and this option basically says, I'm not good at music. It's too hard. I don't want to put the time in. I know I'd probably love it, but you know, I just have too much self-doubt. So I'm out. I'm going to sell my laptop. I'm going to sell my MIDI controller. I'm out. Peace. That's the retreating mindset. Okay. Now let's go with the next one up. The next worst one, I guess the, the lesser worst one, but still a very terrible option. Anyways, the next path is basically the no action path. So this path would be the equivalent of you saying, I'm not going to produce today, or, you know, I'm just going to produce when I feel inspired. You're not taking any action. You're like, ah, maybe in the future I will, but you're not going to take any action right now. You're not giving up, but you're not taking action at that point. Then the next path that we come to, which is the second best, which is the, you know, the second one from the top, which is still a bad option, which is the average, Average action, okay, which basically says, 
I'll produce for a couple minutes a day or sometimes I'll do it for a couple hours, but not too committed. I just want to live my life. I want to, you know, like wherever it takes me, that's fine. Which we know from the last episode that success is our obligation, our duty, and, and we're morally tied to it. So we know that average action is not is not tied into with this, right? Now, if you don't want to make music a career, then that's fine. You can go with this action. But if you want to make music a career and you really want to live up to your full potential in music, you know that this average action portion is not okay. This is not okay at all, which then leads us to the fourth route, which is the best action, which is the action for Daw Nation, which is the massive action route, which basically says, I'm going to produce as much as possible in the smartest way possible. I'm going to put in the hours. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to watch the tutorials and take the courses and do the research and and put in the hours and, and have fun and learn how to acclimate to working hard and all that kind of stuff. That is the massive action. And now, of course, as, you know, as we're naming these type of actions right now, you know the type of path that you want to take. You want to take the massive action, right? Because if you retreat, you know, you're giving up. You know, it's, it's kind of the coward's path. You're not really living up your potential. It's like, oh, I'm too lazy or oh, I'm too tired or oh, I'm too scared, you know, and so I'm not going to help the people in the world. I'm just going to leave everything to the side. That's not what Donation does. And so let's go to the next one. So it's no action. Oh, you know, I have time to produce today, but I really want to just watch Netflix or, oh, I have time to to do this, but I really just kind of want to waste my life smoking weed or, oh, I just, you know, so on and so forth. This is a no action path, which again, that is not a donation approved path. So then we get to the average action, right? Oh, I'll produce for a couple minutes here and there. And sometimes I'll do it for a couple hours, but again, I don't, just, I don't want to set in stone or anything. I want to live my life. I want to have fun, all that kind of stuff, which again, unfortunately, like that's not the worst path, but you're not living up to your full potential potential. Average action will lead to average results, right? You cannot take the average action path. And then within a few months be like, I don't know why I'm not progressing as many, as much as other people. I don't know why Joe Schmo over there, who's putting in way more time is getting signed to that label or going on that Spotify playlist or, you know, opening for so-and-so. I don't know why you can't do that. You can't say that if you're going to take average action, then within the, over the course of the year, you're going to have average results. People are going to listen to your music and be like, how long have you been producing for? Shouldn't you be better by this point? And so really the only Daw Nation approved action is the massive action that you're going to go hard. You're going to crank it out. You're going to see success as your moral obligation. And at that point, that's when you're going to start seeing miracles. Here's the crazy thing that Grant Cardone really opened my eyes up to this kind of concept is that with each action, each one of them requires the same price. Each one of them is going to take the same amount of effort. Each one of them is is going to be, you know, like happy and sad in certain parts, can have pros and cons and so on and so forth. But each one of them is like equally priced. All right. Imagine that. Imagine going and buying food and there's like four different options. There's the worst option, the second worst option, the pretty good option, and the absolutely amazing option, right? Literally all of them are the same price. Which one are you going to take? Of course, you're going to take the best one. But so here's the concept. Why are they all the same price? The reason why is because all of them require the same amount of energy. If you're going to retreat, that is going to expend an insane amount of energy of you lying to yourself for the rest of your life that you shouldn't have done music. You're going to feel terrible that you gave up. You're going to lie to yourself saying it wasn't good. And every time that you know you see this tutorial, do that, you're going to feel this pull to come back, but you're just going to lie to yourself and torture yourself and say it's not for you. If you do the no action one, you're going to really hurt yourself in the long run because you're going to look back and be full of regret, wishing that you would have spent the time really taking massive action, which is also the price that you'd pay for the average action, right? You're going to look back over the course of time and be like, oh, I've only come so far. I put all this time in, but now I'm not nearly where I want to be because I've only, I'm only average because I've only put in an average amount of time. And then you look at the, the front one, which is the same price, which is you put it, it's basically, it's, it's top heavy, right? You put more time in up front, but you reap the benefits later. And really the main differences are this, is that you're paying the same price for all of them. It's just which one has the short-term happiness and which one has long-term happiness because the first three are short-term happiness. It means 
means that you don't have to work right now. It means that you don't have to put in the hard work right now or acclimate to the certain thing or, or put in the hours and grind and all that kind of stuff. But then in the long run, you're going to be miserable going with those three actions. Where the last one, which is massive action, has the long-term benefits, right? You have to put up the work first and delay your gratification. But as you start doing so, the gratification is going to get better and better and better and better because you're going to start learning how to produce music the best way possible. And it's going to feel good. And you're going to love it. You're going to be so happy because you can do all these things so effectively. You're going to be able to fully crank out a song in an entire day, a song that really, really resonates with you. You're going to be doing that every single day of the week. You're going to know how to reach out to people and collab with people that you absolutely love. You're going to put in that work. And eventually over time, you know, a year from now, two years from now, you're going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, the habits that I have are making me so happy because I put in the work. I'm doing it now in the long term. I'm so happy because you become acclimated to it. Kind of like what we talked about in the last episode. So just know, Daw Nation, that you are at a crossroad right now where you can retreat, you can take no action, you can take average action, and you can take massive action. All of them are going to require the same price over the course of your life. It's just which path you want to go down. Me personally, I'm massive action. That's why I'm up at 1.41 a.m. recording this podcast episode for you because I am all about massive action. It's like, no way. I don't care if I'm tired. I don't care if I have stuff to do. I'm going to do it, man. I just cranked out like five hours of homework right before doing this, and I'm still just like, no, massive action. It's one o'clock in the morning. I'm still going to crank this out. I got to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to be with my kids and go to church. But guess what? I'm going to crank this out right now before I go to bed because I'm all about massive action. I'm going to keep grinding. I'm going to keep going because in the long term, I'm going to acclimate to this and no one's going to be able to keep up with me. And I want that for you. I want you to acclimate to this so that no one can keep up with you. You're just a monster at it. I can't believe you're doing all this. How are you doing all this? It's because I'm all about massive action and I have acclimated to this. That's what you're going to say to them, Daw Nation. So Daw Nation, I need you to make a decision right now. What path are you going to walk down? Are you going to retreat? Are you going to take no action? Are you going to take average action? Or are you going to keep your citizenship and donation and take massive action? Now, I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do because I know you because you're amazing because you're still listening up to this point, which means you're all about massive action. Now, with all that out of the way, now we're going to get into our final concept for this episode, which is understanding the difference between fear and being afraid and why fear should be the compass of your life. So the first thing that I want to say about this concept is this. We who speak English have backed ourselves into a corner with this word with fear. The reason why is because right now in the English language, there are two completely different feelings, two completely different emotions that we have lumped together, forced together, and we call them fear which is absolutely awful because in our entire lives, we are taught that fear is this horrible thing. We're supposed to fight it. If we feel it, we should run away, so on and so forth. But that's just simply not true sometimes. Here's an example, okay? Let's do two different scenarios. Scenario A is this. Let's say that there is someone special in your life. Maybe that you go to school with them. Maybe you work with them. Maybe something of that. And I just realized just by saying school, I realized that I just admitted to everyone that I'm going to school right now just a couple minutes ago when I said I've been you know, doing homework for the last five hours, which is crazy because I'm so against school. And that's a conversation for another time. Long story short, I promised my mom I would do it years and years ago. And I'm a man of my word. And even though I think the school system is crap, I'm still cranking it out. So that's a story for another time. But I just want to clear that up. Now, Back to what we're talking about. Maybe there's this person in your life that you really think that you would really, really like, right? You really want to go on a date with them. You really want to get to know them, so on and so forth, right? But you're terrified. You're absolutely terrified to go and talk to them. Well, currently in the English language, we would say that you have fear of going and talking with them, right? You're afraid to go talk to them. What logical person would be like, 
oh yeah, dude, you should totally not go talk to her. That'd be a terrible idea. You, your life could be horrible. If you're afraid, you need to listen to it. You need to run away. Dude, get out of here. What are you doing? Who, what logical person would do that? So of course they'd be like, no, dude, you should do it. You know, you need to fight through that fear that, you know, don't let that get in the way you should go. That could be, that could be your future wife. That could be your future spouse. You can absolutely love them. Come on. You, you got to take this. You got to take this opportunity to go and do that. Right. So now let's look at scenario B. Scenario B is now you have an opportunity to literally stick your hand into a box with like 5,000 black widows. What are you feeling? You're feeling afraid. What logical person would say, oh no, do you need to fight through that fear and stick your hand into the box with the black widows? What logical person would say that? But the problem with what we're talking about here is that both scenario A and scenario B, currently we have the same word to describe both of those scenarios, which is like, what? They're two completely different things, right? One of them is all about growth and taking action and progression. The other one is literally protecting your life. But right now we are lumping those two scenarios into one concept. Moving forward from here, really to separate those two type of things, I want to call the first scenario, scenario A, the, the scenario where it's all about progression and growing. I want to call that term fear. And the other scenario where it's actually trying to protect your life, I want to call that scenario being afraid. And so just know when I say fear, it's about progression. Being afraid is about keeping you alive. So to really just solidify this, let's say it's a scenario where you can go and open for your favorite artist, but you're feeling what? You're feeling fear, right? It's like, oh, what if I mess up? All that kind of stuff. But you need to fight through that in order to go and progress and get better and take that opportunity, right? Great. Now, now let's, here's, an, here's another scenario. Let's say you have the opportunity to literally take lethal amounts of crystal meth. You're feeling afraid because it's trying to protect your life. With those two concepts solidified, what I want to say is that fear, right? The one that's all about progression should be the compass of your life. And this is something that Grant Cardone focuses in on constantly. It is the compass that should guide your life. If you are having that type of fear, oh, I have fear of reaching out to this person in an email and try and collaborate with them. Oh, I have fear of reaching out to this playlist curator because if I, if they do, they tell me how much they cost and I don't want to spend any money on you know, I have fear of spending money, you know, so, so on and so forth. Or, oh, I have a fear that if I send Wyatt a DM or if I leave a comment on the episode, I'm not going to get the Don Nation Weekly Citizen Award. Ah, oh, I just don't want to do that. Now, of course, that is the fear that should guide your life. Wherever the fear is most prominent, that is a very surefire sign of something that you need to work on. I'm going to get really, 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 really real with you, Don Nation. I'm going to tell you about a fear that I have right now. The fear that I have right now, and, and to be frank, this actually doesn't even have anything to do with music, but it is the fear that I have for my daughter. I have a fear right now that I am not giving her all the attention that she needs. I have a fear that, you know, she's she's starting to go to preschool right now. When I drop her off at preschool, she has a really, really hard time. And, you know, lately she's been acting really, really sad and really, really closed off and all that kind of stuff. So I have a fear right now that I'm not giving her the attention that she needs. And so from what we've been talking about, what are we going to do? What am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to let that fear be the compass to my life. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to take massive action. I'm going to give her so much love. I'm going to read books. I'm going to you know, listen to podcasts about parenting. I'm going to do everything that I can to figure out what is the best thing to do right now. And at that point, that fear is going to completely dissipate and I'm going to turn that weakness into a strength. And it's going to be the same concept for you, Donation. If you are feeling fear right now to send an email to someone, to 
reach out for a collaboration, to finish a song, for anything like that, that fear is the compass to your life. If you have a fear that your mixing and your mastering is terrible, then guess what you got to do? You need to figure something out. Maybe it's you need to learn how to mix and master. Maybe it's you need to find someone to pass that off to so that you can keep creating music. That's more of a concept we can talk about for another time. I know that you have fears right now that are popping in your mind. You know, I have a fear of overcoming this addiction. I have a fear of buying that synth because if I buy it, I don't know how to use it. Then I just wasted all that money. You're like, whatever that fear is, donation, listen to that fear and listen let it be the compass to your life. Let it lead you to where you need to go so you can eradicate that fear and turn that weakness into a strength. And the final concept that I want to talk about to really wrap up this whole fear concept is that, of course, sometimes we love to convince ourselves that fear is actually us being afraid. It's actually something that's trying to protect us, right? The best way to keep fear as the compass to your life and not have it convert into you being afraid so that you don't take action, the best way to do that is to not put time in between you and that thing. The best way to convert fear into being afraid is time. And what I mean by that is this. Let's say that the fear that you're having right now is that you're really, really terrified to send your music to a YouTube music promotion channel, like Mr. Suicide Sheep or Trap Nation and stuff like that. Let's say you're absolutely just horrified to do that because if you did, they'd listen to it. And if you make a bad impression, you know, they, they will never get back to you and you're just ultimately kind of condemning yourself. Let's say that's the fear that is running through your mind right now. The more time that you let that fear live, the more time that you let it just fester, the more likely it's going to turn into, you know, you being afraid and you're just not going to take action about it. Okay. The best way to overcome something like that is the minute that you feel the fear, you go and you address it and you do what you can to get rid of it. So if you are afraid, let's say it's Monday, let's say it's Monday and you know, your song is done. You need to start submitting it to people. And you have that fear that you don't want to send it to trap nation. The worst thing that you can do is to wait till Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or whatever. The best thing to do is be like, okay, in three minutes, I'm going to be sending the email period. And if you can do that, if you can cut out that element of time, you're going to make the process of listening to the fear and letting it be the compass to your life. It's going to just, everything is just going to come so natural to me. So like the concept with my daughter, guess what I'm going to do tomorrow? I'm going to hop on it. I'm going to start listening to podcasts. I'm going to look for books. I'm going to look up different strategies. I'm going to spend time with her. I'm going to hug her. I'm going to kiss her. I'm going to spend as much time as possible with her to give her the love that she needs to make sure she's okay. That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm not going to wait till Monday or Tuesday or next Sunday or whatever. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Literally, that is my main focus tomorrow. And so that is the concept that I want you to do, Donation. I want you to literally take out a, a, a notepad right now. Again, physical, digital, whatever, right? If you have a banana pill, freaking pull out the banana pill and get your marker ready, okay? You're going to write it on the banana pill. I'm not, I'm not judging here. But I want you to write down that fear. What is the biggest fear that you have right now about your music career? What is it? Is it live performance? Because the more time time that you put in between you and performing live, the bigger the fear is going to get and the more likely it's going to cross over to you thinking that you're going to be afraid. You're never going to do it. What is the biggest fear that you have right now? I want you to write it down and I want you to know that that thing that you just wrote down is the compass to your life. That is your number one goal that you need to accomplish right now. Do not let that fear overcome you because remember, you are currently sitting at a fork in the road where you can retreat take no action, take average action, or take massive 
action. And tying all this up with a little bow, realize, Donation, that there is no shortage of success. If someone else in your life is succeeding, you should be freaking pumped. Every time you see someone in your industry succeed, you should get a dopamine hit and be like, yes, they're succeeding. If that's true, then I can do it too. Because success leaves clues. And so Don Nation, those are the concepts and the end of the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. So we just wrapped up September by finishing the 10X rule by Grant Cardone. And by the way, if you want to listen to this book, this episode technically is sponsored by Audible. So you can go in the in the description of this episode, you can click on that and you can go check it out over there. It's absolutely awesome. I think you can actually get like a month free. Is that a thing? I'm pretty sure that's the thing. So that's pretty freaking awesome. And so, Donation, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. And by the way, just to tell you about what's coming up in October, it is a book that is absolutely amazing. I've already finished reading it, but I'm gonna go back, I'm gonna take notes so I can really figure out how to apply it into your life. But it is called Super Fans by Pat Flynn. And basically what that book is about is basically just cultivating the most fertile ground for super fans and why super fans are the most important thing that you should be focusing on as far as like fans and PR and all that kind of stuff. It's beautiful and it's literally some of the best information that I've received lately on how to get people to to love you and become super fans. It's, it's really, really incredible. So over the course of October, you know, however many Mondays are in October, we're going to be dissecting that. It's really, really great. So, you know, strap in for that. But Donation, as you know, just as a final few thoughts, make sure to go check out the last episode of In The Daw that was released uh, last Friday. That was with Tim Shelford. And we're going to talk about how to make chill music, how to bring life into your music. Uh, that we we talk about the difference between Bitwig and Ableton, when to do a second drop, you know, how many, how often you should do drum fills. There's a lot of amazing information in there. Again, you can listen to it on the podcast or go watch it on the Daw Nation YouTube channel, whatever you want to do. And then finally, I want to say that this episode, as well as being sponsored by Audible, is also sponsored by the School Base. Now, it is our extremely advanced sound design course that I did with AU5. So if you want to learn more about that, you can head on over to courses.inthedaw.net. And I'd highly encourage you to do so really, really soon because October 31st, 2019 is actually the end date for enrollment. We're actually going to be shutting down enrollment to the school base for about uh, about three months, two months, like you know, however long it is till January 1st, right? We're actually shutting it down because we're going to be filming more and more content and we want to get as much feedback as possible to really make the school base, you know, really what it needs to be. And then we're going to be relaunching it in January with much higher price points. Okay, so we're actually taking away the subscription model and we're only going to go with the lifetime access model. The full course is currently priced at $247. And then in January, we're increasing the price to $347 and we're taking away the subscription. So you can no longer just come in at $40 to $7 per month. Okay. So if you want to have those price points for literally as long as possible, I would hop on that right now. You can join the subscription for $47 a month and just stay for as long as you want, right? Even past the the enrollment date, you can literally stay as long as you want. You'll still have that option to you if you sign up before October 31st. And if you sign up with the lifetime access plan, you can pay $247. $47 one time and you'll have access forever to it. But just know that after October 31st, it's done. We're not taking any more. Enrollment is closed and it's going to be closed on January 1st. And when it comes back in January 1st, the price point is going to be a lot higher. So if you've been on the fence about joining the school base, I'd highly encourage you to do it now because the price is going to go up. But of course, you know, we're going to keep adding content and everything. Keep keep making it more and more valuable. Reduce certain videos, add new videos, add more content, so on and so forth. So Daw Nation, I really hope that you enjoyed this Monday behind the 
Dot episode. And I hope it got you really, really pumped. I hope that you really want to strive to get that, that weekly Dawn Nation Citizen Award so that you can uh, either get a free lesson or come on an episode of In the Dawn, Behind the Dawn, and interview someone with me. The ways to do that is that you can send me an email talking about how much you love the course. You can comment below on here. You can send me an Instagram DM. You can show the episode to other people. You can leave a review on iTunes. You know, there's so many other things that you can do. You can get really, really creative and do something that I didn't even mention yet that is just absolutely, absolutely going to blow me away. And again, if you get multiple citizenship awards, you get the Medal of Honor award at the end of the year, which you get all the courses that we've made this year completely for free. But Don Nation, I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. And by the way, make sure to come back here on Wednesday because we are releasing our next episode of Behind the Don. Guess who that one was with? Believe it or not, is with Flux Pavilion. That's going to be a huge episode. There's so much knowledge inside of that. So I'm going to see you back here on Wednesday, Don Nation. All right. So Don Nation, have a fantastic day. And remember, you have to spend time behind the DAW so that you can absolutely crush it when you go in the DAW.